What was the creepiest scariest thing that ever happened while you were alone? When I was 7 or 8 I was laying awake at around 2 am during a storm. After a while I started hearing whispers louder and louder until I could almost make out the exact words. Up until this point my fear was quickly escalating and the rapid thunderclaps only enhanced my fear. I decided to jump out of bed and run down the stairs to tell my grandma and I happened to look at the widow right as lighting struck illuminating a figure standing in the window. I screamed and got to the bottom of the stairs faster than I ever had before and sprinted into my grandma's room and slept there at night. Come to find when I investigated the next day the figure I saw was a shelf with a bunch of potted plants on it arranged in a way that just happened to resemble a person. The whispers I heard was just my grandma talking to my grandpa. I never thought about it but her room was right under mine and the floor was thin. Nothing super creepy or supernatural but I find it funny looking back and laughing at my 8 year old self. When I was in high school I would always stay up super late because that was the only time I could have the whole house to myself. I love the slightly creepy, anything could happen feeling that came over me at those times. One night I had been deking around on the internet for a few hours and decided it was time to pack it in. I turned off the lights, curled up, and got comfy. Literally the second I closed my eyes, the most horrible noise I had ever heard tore through my room. It was literally the noise a monster would make like a snarl crossed with a scream. My heart racing. I turned the light back on. My eyes darted around the room. I was so full of adrenaline that I could barely imagine going to sleep. I should mention that I often have mild auditory hallucinations it's very common. And it wouldn't be out of the norm for me to hear my name or something. Especially while falling asleep. What I usually do when I have one of these is try to relax and listen with my ears instead of my brain. So I am sitting there with my heart pounding out of my chest, trying to listen calmly and decide if this noise was real. I listen for a long time and I don't hear it again so I decide I imagined it and turn the lights back off. The instant I turn the lights back off, the same horrifying pain noise comes again. I flick them back on as fast as I can. I am terrified at this point and considering calling my parents upstairs I have an active imagination and a belief in monsters that logic has not been 100% able to talk me out of. So, in the spirit of experimentation, with a bravery I didn't know I had in me, I turn the lights off a third time. The noise happens again. But this time, when I am expecting it, it seems familiar. In a quavering voice, I called my cat's name, and she meows loudly from the closet. So yeah, my cat almost gave me a heart attack that night. I was over my cousin's house, and we were playing hide and seek. Naturally we turned off all of the lights and gave the seeker a flashlight to make it more spooky and fair. We all hid in this closet while the seeker looked. Suddenly I have a severe headache. Like I am getting dizzy, my vision is dimming, I can barely move my body, so I was like okay guys let's get out because I feel uncomfortable. I left and the headaches stopped, so we're running across the house, and there's a window with one street light shining through it. In the shadow, I see something flailing around, like one of, those wind dancing things in front of car dealerships. The shadow twisted and turned and like it looked human, like a person. At this point I am like okay do I bring this up or do I just keep on playing? That was the end. I inquire about why I felt queasy to myself when I wake up in the morning and then I remember. My dad talking about something long ago. Something in my cousin's room. Like her pictures were moving off the wall. Doors opening. My cousin's room was cursed. Her room was next to that closet. 
When I was a teenager my friends and I used to play laser tag out in the woods behind my dad's house. One time we left one of the guns on our back porch and we assumed my dad threw it away. My dad owned like 2 acres of land but 52 acres were uninhabited and owned by the state. We usually stayed pretty close to my dad's house never more than half a mile away. It was a really nice day outside so my friend Mike wanted to go explore a bit so we Mike, Tyler and I followed the creek until we got to a clearing about 2-ish miles from my dad's house. Tyler spotted a rundown shack on the other side of the cleaning and we decided to go check it out. We got to the shack and it really didn't have any walls so you could see inside it. There was a sleeping bag, lots of random shit, and lots of dead deer. We counted 12 deer corpse around and in the shed and I am pretty sure there were more behind the shed. They were not skinned nor did it look like they were being used for food. The only thing I noticed was that they male deer all had their antlers removed. Tyler is looking through the shack when he spots my missing laser tag gun. I start to freak out a bit and he spots some more out of place stuff. You know that feeling when the hair stands up on the back of your neck like you're being watched. Well I had that feeling and I decided it was time to leave Tyler grabbed my laser tag gun and we started to walk home. We are halfway back to my dad's when Mike needs to tie his shoes so we waited. In looking at him while he does it and I spot a guy literally 50ish feet away from us, just crouching behind a few trees staring at us. I told Mike and Tyler and they saw him too and we ran back to my dad's. I have never run that fast in my life. We got back to my dad's and told him. My uncle and my grandpa he was living with us at the time and a former marine. We told them about the shack, my laser gun, and, the guy. My dad and uncle went out in the direction I told him and we stayed in the house. Keep in mind I am still freaking out. My grandpa sleeps in the room next to mine in the basement and is sitting in his chair watching TV. Mike and Tyler went home and I was playing a video game when we hear footsteps upstairs in the living room. My dad and uncle literally left maybe 20 minutes prior and these footsteps sounded like someone sneaking. My grandpa sprung to his feet and told me to go in his room, lock the door and call the police. He runs up the stairs. The other footsteps run back towards our back door. I heard a door slam and my grandpa yelling but I was too busy talking to the police to hear anything else. My grandpa comes downstairs to let me know he is okay and he stayed down there with us until the police arrived. We go upstairs when they arrive and my dad and uncle got back. Lots of police went into the woods with my uncle to go to this guy's shack. The police asked my grandpa to describe him and he really couldn't. I gave them the, the vague description I had. They never found the guy. He took his sleeping bag and left the shack after coming into my house somehow avoiding my dad and uncle along the way. I never saw him again after that but I always had a feeling he was around. Scariest moment of my life. I still have some bad dreams about it. I am a pretty small girl, and a few years back I lived alone in the bad part of town not far from an asylum to give you the full picture. There was a Saturday and I'd had a quiet night in watching old black and white horror films, the last of which was The Innocence, which if you haven't seen it, plays heavily with window scares. It's now about 12.30, I decide it's time for bed so I shut down the TV and move into the bedroom. As I lie down I notice the silhouette of the tree outside my window looks a bit different tonight but I think nothing off it. I completely recline and as I am about to roll over I notice that with a slight change of angle this anomaly of the tree is actually a person, a tall, wide-set man. 
I call my mother, turn on all the lights and grab my tailor's shears sharp and heavy. I spend the night curled up in the kitchen away from all windows. Morning comes, and though I haven't slept I begin to doubt myself Mosca. You're just a coward who is affected by old very tame horror films I tell myself. Even so, on my way out I couldn't help but look at the garden bed outside my window. It was well and truly crushed. You couldn't accidentally end up near my window it was a duplex with my house being off the street. I had a month left on my lease but I moved back in with my parents. Early because I couldn't stand to be there any longer. I am not brave. I was sitting at the computer, minding my own business, when I hear something that sounds like someone banging on the front door, hard and repeatedly with both fists. I can feel it as much as I can hear it. I run to the door, thinking it is an emergency, but there is no one there. And just about when I get there, the banging stops. Now, this happens on and off, maybe 3-4 times a day, at every hour of the day. And I can't figure out what it is. I am starting to get seriously creeped out, then. By coincidence, it happens when I am emptying the laundry, which is in the same room as the boiler for the heating. Apparently, a faulty overpressure valve went into some resonant cycle, so it released a little pressure with a bang, then closed again, then released and closed and so on, until the pressure was low enough to not trigger it. A phone call was all that was needed for the plumber to come and exorcise the ghost in the valve. A couple of years ago, I worked for a local dairy farmer. He has a beautiful property well tended with nice cows. There was 500 acres of prime farming land but one paddock always gave me a bad feeling. I would be bringing the cows home in the morning usually around 4.30am and I would get the worst case of the heebie-jeebies from this one specific paddock. I usually waited outside for the majority of the herd to walk out and then do a fast run around the paddock to chase up the stragglers. The best way to describe the feeling would be like a feeling of being watched which slowly grew into abject terror. What got me was that I didn't feel anything in the daylight. My brother was 6 and I was 11. We slept on bunk beds. I had the top bunk. In the middle of the night he jumped up on my bed crying because he said his stuffed toy dog was walking across the floor and growling. I told him to shut up and get out of my bed. When he pointed at it on the floor I looked and froze. There it was with red eyes growling walking across the floor. It looked at us then walked into the closet in the room and went silent. We laid there all night till morning staring at the closet and whispering. When the sun came out and our grandma woke up we tore it to shreds and threw it in the dumpster outside. That stuffed toy dog was like 2 feet long by the way. Him and I tell the story when people ask this very question. It's spooky just typing it. I am 32 and Hess 27 now. About two years ago I was at home lived by myself around 11 p.m. and heard a knock at the front door. I wasn't entirely fussed as mine and my neighbor's front doors were literally next to each other. And if someone knocked on theirs, it sounded like they were knocking on mine. So I ignored it. I didn't hear anyone open it. So I text the neighbors asking if they'd heard it. They text back saying they were a holiday and not in the house. Five minutes later, there was another knock, but this time it was definitely my door. I turned to look at it, and saw the handle jiggle. Someone was trying to get in, quietly. I went and got a knife and sat back down again. Ten minutes later, hear the noise. Look at the door. I can see someone putting a lot of weight on the handle. But it won't open because I have the door locked. I went quietly running upstairs and looked out my bedroom window. But whoever it was, was gone. Duck knows what would have happened if my door was unlocked. Someone could have just walked into my house. 
I was at home alone. At the time I lived in a really safe area. The police turned up at our door and said the neighbors either side of us had been robbed and basically the whole house had been gutted of anything valuable. They had left our house for some reason. It later transpired that the two people who carried out the burglaries were being chased for a series of violent burglaries. Their modus operandi was to see if anyone was home and if it was a woman by herself. They would beat her up and assault her and then rob the property. For some unknown reason, they left my house out and the neighbors of both houses just happened to not be in. It freaked me out to think they were probably looking in my house at some point to see if anyone was in. Hallucinating on Trizadone. It's an anti-anxiety drug but some side effects were increased anxiety and hallucinations. I didn't know it at the time I was taking it. I started hearing co-workers playing the same songs every day on their radio they brought to work. I almost commented to my boss that wow they must really like that song. Thank God I didn't, because after at least a week I realized they weren't playing a radio at all. Other gems included hearing two songs on the car radio at the same time confirmed that wasn't really there by turning off the radio and still hearing one of the songs. I heard the voices of my brother and husband talking just outside my bedroom door and although I couldn't hear exactly what they were saying, I clearly recognized both voices and knew they were talking about me negatively. The same with just my brother in his room, as though he were talking on his phone. That happened many times before I realized neither of them were even in the house. I would hear ambulances while in my car, made me a very panicky driver. Finally this all began to add up, and after looking up the drug, stop taking it, and, a beautiful mind style, resolve to ignore it all, question everything, until the drug was out of my system, that took about a week, my last hallucination was clearly hearing the sound of someone banging loudly on our basement door, I was alone through most of that, no one knew I was even experiencing it, but that drug don't play, if I hadn't known better, seen the logic they're not in the house, they're, not in the house became my mantra, let me say that every single hallucination sounded absolutely like the real thing. 3 AM and I'm laying in bed, and I hear the front door open, mind you, I am stoned so I am not quite sure if I heard what I thought I heard but I grabbed a club and crept slowly into the living room, there, in the pitch black is a figure standing in the dark completely still, little taller than I am just standing there not moving at all, my heart practically explodes from the adrenaline rush as I flick the lights on club held high to smite the intruder. I shout hit the ducking floor mother ducker and start going at M. Right before I close the gap I realize it's a glazed overlooking chick who doesn't look quite right. She's rocking dreadlocks and some hippie looking clothes. And seeing me, just starts screaming where's Sarah. I calm her down and it turns out she was tripping hard on something and looking for her friend's apartment which I guess was in the same vicinity as mine. Wandered in. Got confused in the dark and froze up like a deer on the highway. Called the cops and made sure they weren't going to arrest her for being glazed. And they came and took her home. Still, my heart hurt after it was all over from the excitement and needless to say I didn't sleep much that night. Too amped. Still creeps me the duck out thinking of that moment where I came around the corner and saw the figure. When I was 14 or so I was babysitting some kids on night while their parents were out partying. They planned to be gone until about 3 a.m. Around 1am I heard someone fiddling with the front door handle. Immediately freaked out. Then that stopped and I stood there holding my breath and listening. Then the sound came from the back door. Which opened and then I heard footsteps coming into the home. The parents had just checked in about 20 minutes before so I knew it wasn't them. Cue stupid 14 year old grabbing a knife from the kitchen. To go threaten the huge man that had just walked into the house. Turns out man was the kid's uncle who tours with bands and crashes here when he is in town. Thanks for the heads up parents, glad I didn't stab your brother. 
I was staying up late to watch a TV program. As far as I remember, I was sat with my headphones on, listening to music to kill time until it started. I became aware of my dog acting a little funny. He was staring at the living room door, and his hackles had risen. I had the door open, and it led out into the hallway where I could see the stairs and the understair space. As I looked at it though, the entire open door space was warping. It was a like a more extreme version of the heat haze you get looking at the road on a hot day. The staircase was bending and rippling, and the door frame itself seemed to be peeling itself off the wall. Now I have reasoned that this all happened because I was more tired than I thought. But the dog acting up spooked me more than anything. It lasted for about 30 seconds, before everything went back to normal. Well except my being comfortable in that room alone that is. When I was younger like 6-7 it was the height of the Pokemon card phase. There was a fishing tackle shop ran by an old dude that sold Pokemon cards looking back this was a red flag in itself now the shop was pretty creepy at the best of times but when you need those Pokemon cards you gotta do what you gotta do. Anyway innocent young me walks in the shop and waits for the creepy shopkeeper. Because the Pokemon cards were sold out the back. I am standing there and this old guy comes from behind me, rather than from behind the counter. At this point he is between me and the exit. We exchange words and he starts acting all strange. I was eating a packet of Monster Munch crisps at the time and he kept asking me for one. I refused and he got all aggravated. Told me he was going to tell me mom how obnoxious I was being and that I was going to be in big trouble. At this point he opened the door and started ushering me out. As I was leaving he body blocked me and directed me towards his car. Opened the car door and he was yelling at me telling me to get in and he was going to take me to my mom. At this point I ducked under his arm and scampered away laughing. At the time it felt like no biggie and never really crossed my mind to tell anyone. But I look back now and really wonder what could have happened. I told my mom like 10 years later and she wanted to track the guy down and give him a piece of her mind. Bless her. He's probably dead now. I never did get my Pokemon cards. About 6 years ago I lived in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. This is a small town just outside of the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Gatlinburg was and probably still is a tourist trap. But I moved there shortly after graduating college because I loved the Smoky Mountains and loved being so close to the park. I spent every free moment I had in the park, hiking and camping. It was a place I went for peace. One sultry summer weekend I was hiking a section of the Appalachian Trail that runs through the park. I find my campsite for the evening, and I start to settle in. I remember taking a few moments to find the best place to pitch my tent. No widowmaker branches above, even ground below, no roots, etc. While doing this, I noticed that, seemingly, I was the only one camping in this spot. Though summer is the busy season at the park, it isn't that unusual to be alone at a campsite. Even one off so popular a trail as the at, most people don't like to get dirty but instead prefer to camp someplace that has a working toilet and power hookups. To me, what's the point of that? Might as well stay home. It wasn't until I had my tent set up and had gotten a cooking fire going that I heard an unusual sound. Someone was singing. I couldn't really catch the words, but I could tell that the words had a sing-song quality to them. The sun was setting, but it wasn't dark yet. So I went out to see who my neighbor was. I tried to follow the voice, but... Every time I thought I was getting closer the sound seemed to drop off or move locations. And I'd have to start walking the way I came. Night falls like a hatchet in the woods. One moment it's light and the next it's dark. With hardly any in between. 
So, too, did this night, I clicked on my headlamp, and followed the small glow from the glow stick I had cracked and hung from my tent earlier. Imagine my surprise, shock, and alarm when I got back to my tent to find a man hovering over my fire, singing to himself. Though he was hunched over my fire, I remember thinking how tall he was. He had snow-white hair and must have been in his 60s. I stood still for a moment trying to judge this man and calm my imagination. This pause gave me an opportunity to hear his song, and I wrote some of the words and a lot of the details of the night down later, and still have them. He sang, In the great book of John, you're warned of the day when you'll be laid beneath the cold clay the angel of death will come from the sky and claim your poor soul when the time comes to die. When I decided to tell my story for you all, I found my old notepad that had the journal I kept during this time in my life. I found the lyrics and decided to google them to see if it was a real song, and to my relief, better than the guy making up such lyrics, I found it was an actual song by Hank Williams, like, I think, most men who hike into the wild alone and sleep among the bears and wolves in the woods. I am a man of strong nerves, I don't scare easily. However, the sight of that old man, with his long white hair and big beard, crouched over my fire singing this foreboding tune was enough to turn my blood to ice. With no other options, I walked out of the woods and into the clearing where I had made camp. The man looked up and stood, and he was very tall, and thin as a bone. We exchanged simple greetings of hello. I asked him what he was doing, and he said he was waiting to see who was camping near him. Made enough sense, I suppose, since it was the same thing that I was trying to do. I told him my name and asked his, and he gave me his trail name most through hikers of the it take up a trail name, which is a nickname they employ on the trail. The man said he was Cotton Joe. We spoke a little about his hike, and then he went back to his camp. I cooked my food, and broke out my flask of spiced rum. It was definitely a night, where a little alcohol would help me get to sleep. I had my journal out and was writing down this odd occurrence. As I watched the fire die down, and I heard the man singing once more. When the angel of death comes down after you can you smile and say that you have been true can you truthfully say with your dying breath that you're ready to meet the angel of death. When the lights all grow dim and the dark shadows creep and then your loved ones are gathered to weep can you face them and say with your dying breath that you're ready to meet the angel of death. Not attuned to fall asleep too. When I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, I had a series of strange experiences in the house we were living in at the time. The first incidents happened in the unfinished basement. I was down looking for an old photo album. As I was making a photo collage for my mom's birthday, I was alone at the time and distinctly heard footsteps in what would have been the kitchen above me. I went back upstairs and no one was home. Periodically I would hear the same footsteps heavy, like someone walking around in work boots in the kitchen at some point nearly every night while I was in my room. We had no doors on the bedrooms as they had all been removed for remodeling and my bedroom was right off of the kitchen. My husband came inside from the back deck one evening after having a cigarette, and as he was entering our room he paused, cocked his head to the side and asked me if I had heard anything. I hadn't, but he had distinctly heard a little girl saying hello followed by a giggle. My sister was living with us at the time, but she was not home that night. She also heard the footsteps many times. The footsteps would sometimes stop only to be replaced by random tapping noises or the sound of someone shuffling around my door. The creepiest thing that happened in that house was one night. I woke up to my blanket sliding off of me and onto the floor, thinking nothing of it. I pulled the blanket back, up, tucked it under my feet and started to doze off. I realized after some time that my blanket was slowly making its way back to the floor. It wasn't sliding smoothly either. It was moving a bit at a time, almost like someone was tugging, then stopping for a moment, then tugging at it again. 
I sat up and yelled at my dog, assuming she had somehow pulled part of it off of the bed and was pulling it down farther in the process of getting comfy. I looked at the end of the bed, no dog. I pulled the blanket back up, securing it once again under my feet, pulled my legs up against me as far as they could go, and moved myself up into the corner behind my husband. I am dozing off yet again, when I realize I can very distinctly feel the sensation of someone sliding there, hands under my ankles and the blanket starts to move again. This time I flipped out, started slapping the shit out of my husband to wake him up and made him leave the light on for the rest of the night. Walking back to my room late at night at Nottingham University up the hill from Florence Boo. If anyone knows the place, a still, moonlit night, and late enough that all the street lights were off. At the point in question the footpath ran parallel to the road, separated by maybe 20 feet of grass and trees. And off to my right, in the middle of the road, I became aware of what I can only describe as a form. It was dim and misty but definitely there, vaguely glowing, and about human size. I walked past without taking my eyes off it, with the hackles on my neck rising. It seemed to shimmer a bit, but otherwise didn't move. I stopped maybe 20 yards beyond it, just watching. Curiosity finally got the better of me. One of the harder things I've done, but figuratively wetting myself and ready to run like hell I went back for a closer look. And that's when I caught the smell, warm water and washing powder. In one of the buildings at the top of the hill, someone was still up and about, and doing their laundry, 30 or 40 yards downhill. In just the one place, steam from the wastewater was escaping from a drain cover, and being lit up by the moonlight. For whatever reason I am guessing it was probably just spreading out too much for my night vision to see I couldn't see more than about the first six feet of the column. The overall effect was near perfect you couldn't have done it better if you'd planned. I have a really weird one one night, my husband and I were getting ready to go out to a local movie theater. Usually, when we decide we're doing something, we're on it. But that night, we both took our sweet time getting dressed, and then somehow managed to putter around after that. We decided to go to a later showing. Because we just didn't feel like leaving yet, we eventually dragged ass to the car, despite kind of wanting to stay home. My husband drove. We visit to this theater all the time, but my husband says he's bad with directions, so he uses Google Maps to feel more confident about where he's going I'm pretty sure I know, but I don't feel like being wrong, he says. It takes us through the downtown area, which was weird. I remember, it was nighttime, and it had rained recently. It was dark as hell, and it was just the neon from the buildings and the occasional streetlight. I thought it was strange because it was a Friday night, and Google Maps had never taken us that way before. I assume he missed a turn or maybe the GPS is freaking out due to lack of signal. So I just sit back and play on my phone. After a while, I am annoyed. It seems like we've been going in circles. The GPS took us to a red light, where we had just been a few minutes before. As we were approaching the red light, I hear it. It's that sick, metal on metal noise to my left it's a car accident, I couldn't tell what they had hit, but the front of the car the same make and model as my own, but a different color was destroyed, a girl inside of the car lets out the most blood chilling scream I have ever heard in my entire life, it was like she had lost everything and I heard it, it was awful, I've been in a few accidents myself, and I can tell you that girl was terrified, I called 911 and reported it immediately, the dispatcher said someone had already called it in, I didn't understand how, but I double checked the street with her, and accepted it, we continued toward the movie theater, despite that, Somehow, we had come this far, damn it, the GPS continued to duck up, we drove in silence, absorbing what had just happened, there was a heaviness in the car, and I, just couldn't get over it, after a while, I looked at my hubs and said, I have a bad feeling, something doesn't feel right, I wanted to go home, 
Shortly after, I recognized where we were in the city, and told my husband which turns to take. As we got closer to the apartment, he seemed more and more and more shaken. He didn't say anything but he had this look on his face that I didn't recognize. It was a screwed up determination, and fear. I ask what's wrong, let's talk when we get home, he says. By the time we get home, he's in tears. He told me he was so glad that I had asked to go home because he had the most horrible feeling. He said it felt like I was going to die. He was so upset and so visibly shaken. I didn't know what to do. He's a scientist. He is not a melodramatic man. He doesn't believe in any hocus pocus bullshit. Ghosts. None of it. We stayed home that night and watched something we had seen dozens of times before. A few more opportunities came up to go see the movie we originally intended to see. But we never could shake that feeling about going to that theater. We haven't been back since. I was home on a Saturday night alone at my parents' house, just watching TV. I got a call around 10.30pm on my phone from a blocked number. Don't usually answer those but I did. Girl on the phone asks me how my day is going. Weird. But maybe it's a friend playing a prank on me. I answer seeing if I can figure out the voice. I tell her I am watching hockey. Then ask her who is calling. She doesn't answer but asks me why I like hockey. I answer generically and again ask her name. She ignores me and asks me something else. By this point I am almost two minutes into talking to her. I can't recognize the voice at all and her voice sounds just odd. I ask her her name again, not answering her question. She responds, that's not important and asks me if I am going anywhere later. I don't answer and once again ask for her name. Long pause. I am thoroughly creeped out at this point and say okay I am hanging up now. And right before I do she says see you soon ice wookie. I am a 6 foot 8 fit male in the safety of my parents home. I've never been more creeped out in my life. I was quite the anxious little shit in my teens. One night when I was home alone, in the basement playing video games, I heard what sounded like footsteps and people moving stuff around, as if someone was rifling around looking for something. After texting my mother to confirm she wasn't at home, I called the police and reported someone had broken into my house and was doing some looting. They told me to go outside, so I slipped out the back door and went under a streetlight. Half a dozen cops showed up, surrounded the house, then swept the place, eventually finding nothing. I insisted that I'd heard something, and they assured me I'd done the right thing by calling them while they had me walk around to ensure nothing had been moved or taken. We go into the basement, and we hear it. Dazers are drawn. Three of them bolt back into the house nothing. Turns out it was fireworks about 10 miles away. And the sound waves hitting the house. And from the basement it sounded terrifyingly like someone rooting around upstairs was in high school. We had this gangsta ghetto classmate whom I had been fighting off for a while. The week before this happened, I had him pinned by the collar of his shirt and lifted off the floor against the auto shop door. And then a few days later, he got expelled for cracking open the skull of another classmate of mine in a fight between classes. Anyway, I am at home alone one night mom worked night shifts at the hospital, and I am on my way to the kitchen. Suddenly a familiar voice from the cat door says it's me, and there was that rat bastard with his face in the cat door. And as soon as I saw him, I pulled up the knife I had in my hand and was about to stab him in the face. Thankfully, after that altercation and a call to the police, he never came around my house anymore. I heard he got arrested for the skull cracking. I was maybe 12 or 13 years old. My father was doing some lab research at a local university and had to run into the lab for some reason. He left me home alone, but was only to be gone a couple of hours. Parents divorced, mother living out of state, no immediate relatives in town. 
Well, about an hour after he left, the city was hit by a couple of tornadoes. The sky went from cloudy to black. Sirens were going off, and I was home alone. I knew the drill and was safe. But damn if I wasn't scared. It only lasted for maybe 10 minutes before it was over. However, my father didn't get home for another 3 hours. About 5 and a half hours after he left. This was before we had cell phones and I couldn't reach him at the lab. So I was genuinely worried and scared. I was debating the entire time on who I should call. The police. Someone else at the university. Who? Anyway. My father finally came home. Turns out he was on the highway heading home when the tornadoes hit. He pulled off on the side of the road and got to safety up under an overpass. But the roads were a mess and it took him forever to get back home because of traffic and debris. Still have a nice souvenir too. A piece of wooden billboard that got stuck in the grill of the car. Put a tiny hole in the radiator that required replacing. This was in Fort Worth. DX in 2000 for those interested. I suppose I was technically alone when it happened, but it's still something that puzzles me to this day and gives me the creeps. My junior year of high school had just got over, and my dad and his stepwife got married so we moved to a new house. Anyways, about halfway into the summer, I get a letter in the mail. It's handwritten on the front in a handwriting I didn't recognize and had my name and full address. I assumed it was probably a family member at first but couldn't figure out what the reason is a family member would be sending me a letter in July no birthdays or holidays. Another thing I noticed that is odd is that it had no post stamp, so whoever sent it must have physically placed it in my mailbox and not actually sent the letter via the mailman, though I still found it strange that it had my address written on it too as if it was sent through the mail. I opened the letter, and inside is a piece of computer paper and instead of writing, it had newspaper clippings spelling out Ghetto Bruja, we know what you did. We are going to tell. I think it may have said something else too that was also vaguely cryptic, but at this point I chalked it up to a joke by my friends. But this is where it gets strange. Since I had just moved about a month ago, only three or four of my friends had ever been to my house, and they were the only ones who knew where it was since I had moved. I asked every single one of them, and grilled them all for weeks about it. No one would admit to writing it. Still three years later, I have asked all my friends a multitude of times and they swear they didn't make this letter. I genuinely believe them too. I don't know what would motivate them to lie about it. It still seems like a dumb high school prank to me. But I can't shake the weirdness of it being placed in my mailbox, specifically, with my name on it, and that no one will own up to it like what's the point of a fun prank if you can't eventually take credit. It was an afternoon when I was 13 or so and I had the house to myself mom was still at work. Older brother out with friends. We've never had pets. I was watching TV in my room privilege and went to get a soda in the kitchen downstairs. On my way back up, I tripped over seemingly nothing in my soda. Instead of just spilling, exploded upward in a geyser. Whatever, no big deal I must have misjudged the stairs. And so did a stuff like that after violent motion. What a waste. But fine. I clean it up and head back to my room, except now the door to my room is locked. It's one of those turn locks, not a push one, but I guess it's possible I accidentally caught it on my way out and locked myself out of my room. Annoying, but fixable I get some tools, remove the handle and lock from the door so I can get in. What a pain in the dick just going to get a soda has become. Back to watching TV, except now my television is advertising itself. It's still on the channel I left it on. But it's also interspersing screens that say here's why this should be your new TV. Then, with the show still on, it walks you through the very basic features it is like how to adjust the screen settings or program channels. Obviously by this point I am weirded the duck out hand. Confused, 
but I guess there's some way to fix this. 2. I track down the user manual, and it tells me you can activate or deactivate the self-advertisement mode by pushing and holding in both volume buttons for 3 seconds. Bam. Done. I can get back to what I was doing, but how the shit did that happen to begin with? Did I adjust the volume before I left? Maybe. Who remembers if they do that or not after tripping on stairs and removing the handle from your bedroom door? Not me. Ever since I left my room, shit just kept getting progressively weirder. One of them. Fine. Especially the tripping. But all at once. I mean, I don't believe in ghosts or whatever. So obviously it was just weird luck. But duck. It still stands out as one of the strangest series of completely innocuous events in my life. I was home alone and decided to go to the bathroom. I came out and went to my room to look for my phone. It wasn't on my desk which is where I usually put it. I was expecting a call so I started searching my room. When I say I searched every corner of the room, I literally mean it. My room is relatively clean so it wouldn't be hard to spot. After about 10 minutes of searching, I decided to check out my living room which is where I earlier. I look and look but I still can't find it. No one was home so I couldn't ask someone to call it. Just as I am about to give up, I go back into my room and there is my phone sitting on top of my pillow. I literally gasped when I saw it. I searched my room pretty thoroughly and did not see the phone on my bed at all. I did a quick search of the house to see if anyone is home and there is no one in sight. I locked myself in the room and just waited until my roommate came back two hours later. I was home alone for about a month about a year ago. Of course it's 3 in the morning and I am playing Daisy with some friends and it's night in the game. We were hunting some newbies and were being semi-serious for once so I am intensely focused in game and the game can be creepy enough with people hunting you in the dark and talking so I was on edge already. All of a sudden there is a massive bang and my desk shutters like someone slammed a hammer into it. I turned around thinking my brother was messing with me and I realized he was with my parents in another country. I was genuinely terrified someone was in my house at this point so I was freaking out and I went into my gun safe and was starting to dial 911 when I got a text from a friend asking if I felt that earthquake. No idea how it made such a loud bang on my desk without me feeling any shaking but I don't think I've ever been that scared before or since. Used to work in a kitchen and had to clean said kitchen when the chefs had left most of the time there would be a waiter or two left but occasionally I had to close up myself. We have an old city center 17th 18th century and so this building had been there for a while and has had multiple uses. One night I was working late and saw a figure in the doorway of the kitchen. He was standing there for a while but didn't say anything. He was wearing an odd version of a suit, black trousers and a white kind of shirt. Looked like a costume for a theme party. I was still cleaning and didn't pay any attention to it at first. Went down to smoke and asked one of the waiters who it was that checking on me. Cause the manager and chefs had left no one. We were the only ones there. Couple of weeks later I had to close up again. This time I was definitely alone, cleaning the kitchen again. Put up a CD of Queens of the Stone Age, like I always did until it suddenly stopped. Irritated I turned the stereo on again. Turned back to continue cleaning. Got a few meters before it stopped again. Was getting angry now so I turned around only to find the damn cable just hanging there. Like someone just janked it out. Put it back in again. Think this was a mistake. The stereo bursted, like electricity sparks and stuff, followed by a big bang in the wall and a bang on the floor beneath me. The buckets of olives were still vibrating, so I didn't imagine it. I thought, so okay, they had a shitty stereo, rats in the walls and floors, whatever I thought. My dad said it could have been tiredness or lack of sugar or something. Didn't really think anything of it. Got into work later that week and the stereo was working fine. 
but this incident repeated itself a couple of times, till I figured out the stereo never made it beyond Little Sister the song off course, weird but whatever, so, we need to wear specific clothes, which you need to get and return in the attic and some genius put the light switch somewhere halfway the pitch, black room. One night I walked up the small stairs to the attic when I hear the hair dryer of my boss he is gay and air dried his mustache. I ask with a laugh what he was doing with his mustache in the dark, but nothing, no response. I enter the attic and walk through what felt like coarse curly hair, thought it was a spider web or something and continued on only to feel it again right in my face, felt it in my hands as well as I removed it, finally reached the light switch and turned it on, nothing, no hair, no dust, no cobwebs, on the floor was the hair dryer but it wasn't connected to a power supply. Got kinda freaked out but told myself I was seeing things because I was tired and shouldn't be such a pussy, but it didn't leave me alone. It haunted my thoughts and dreams. So I decided to do some research and guess what? About 130 years ago the building was used for orphaned kids girls mostly, which were used as child laborers to make clothes. The practice was shut down when they found out a lot of girls got in, but few came out. It was around 23 or 24 if I remember correctly that were missing, and 11 bodies found in the basement. I called my boss that my studies needed priority and never came back. Last winter we kept having intermittent power outages due to a string of stormy weather we'd been having. We live in northern CA, and it was a pretty fierce storm for that region lots of rain and thunder lightning some pretty heavy winds. 2. There was one night in particular where the power had pretty much stayed off since early in the evening 7 p.m. or so. So when I fell asleep that night, our power was out, but at about 1 a.m., I was jolted awake by a really loud noise that turned out to be TV static from the television in my room. The TV had not been on before the outage, and is rarely used as it's old and not connected to cable satellite, just to my old PS2 system so it had simply turned on as the power returned to the house. It's an old Sony television, and I can only guess that the power coming back on caused it to mistakenly turn itself on, but, I mean, that was the only time I ever experienced that happening. All the other incidences of power outages had never and have never since caused the same occurrence. It didn't help that after turning the TV off, it had an eerie afterglow for a few minutes. I eventually rolled over in bed so I didn't have to look at it. I was the night desk guy at a retirement community. My desk looks on the door to the kitchen. No one could go through it without being seen. One night I hear crash and investigate. You know those stainless steel pans found in every kitchen that stack. Two had been tossed onto the floor. Another time I had been called away to help someone. When I returned a large, heavy table and a chair had been moved across the room. The front doors had a foyer, automatic doors to the outside and doors to the inside. They make noise when they open and close and can be heard from a few feet away. One night I stepped out a few feet for about three minutes or so. In the foyer was kept a couple of walkers and a wheelchair for visitors to use. The doors worked on motion sensors. When I turned to go back in the wheelchair had been moved to the center without triggering the doors. My mother had her stroke some time before this, so I was in middle school and my little sister was still in elementary. I'd come home to do my homework and mom would sit in the family room while I would do my work in the dining room. We have a window that faces the room from the kitchen. I am sitting there doing math and I see in the corner of my eyes someone just kinda walk very soundlessly except for slight dapping of the soles of shoes into the kitchen and go to the kitchen sink. They would then just stand there for what felt like forever. I didn't think much of it. Thought it was someone here testing the water because we had problems with it lately leading up to that day. The only problem is that they stood there. And. Stood there. And stood there. I asked is there a problem mister. And I didn't look up but I saw their face looking right at me, so I knew they were looking at me. I looked up, 
no one was there, weird, so I went back to homework, later that day I am closing up the curtains and getting the house locked up while mom gets ready to go to bed and I put my little sister to bed, I see the same ducking person just kinda peek around the corner of the window looking to our porch, it was not a clean looking face, very muddy, but the eyes were not right at all very dark red. I stared at it for a solid 5 seconds because I was stonewalled with fear. Then with a blink it was gone. Never found out what that was or who it was but I honestly haven't seen them since that day. Edit oh yeah. I forgot to mention I did tell my mom and the police did come along with my dad and doe. They three men walked around the house looking for footprints. There were none save for where I saw the face and the shoe size was larger than a size 14 men's in the US. I swear I saw a ghost once. I think I was 13 or so at the time and that summer my room had just been painted so all my stuff was in my mom and dad's room. I should mention, on the door of their wardrobe, they had one of those hanging full-length mirrors and the door was open since my mom had been putting away some clothes. I was in the middle of picking up my own smaller mirror to carry it back down the hall. When I turned around and saw, reflected in the wardrobe mirror, a dark-haired woman in a long, blue dress, standing behind me, I turned around, and of course there was no one there, my mom had a long blue dress so I wondered if it was her playing some sort of uncharacteristic prank on me, but she was nowhere to be, seen in the room, and besides the figure in the mirror, though I saw her briefly was clearly not my mother, I was freaked out and called for my parents who were both downstairs and assumed I was joking when I told them what had happened, when it became clear that I wasn't, my dad tried to suggest I just seen myself doubly reflected I had a bit of a squint at the time, I wasn't wearing a blue dress, to this day, I have no idea who I saw, nothing like that has happened since. I was at my ex-girlfriend's house and we used to enjoy watching South Park when it was on the TV really late. It was probably coming up to about 2am one night when she said she couldn't finish the episode and needed to get to bed. So I said yeah sure I'll finish this and be right up. So the episode ends about 5 minutes later and I get up to go take my glass into the kitchen before I go upstairs. What I experienced can only be explained as Preston Lacey fly kicking me in the base of my spine. I flew forward and my head jutted backwards a little almost like whiplash. I'd have to say I was forced forward about 4 or 5 feet and just managed to catch myself on the counter so as to not slam into the ground. I have no idea what it was, and I haven't told anyone because I know they won't believe me. I've experienced a couple other weird things but that's been the only physical one. Just in January, not scary creepy like a scary movie, though, woke up think my dog moved or something around 1 in the morning, laying there getting comfy to go back to sleep, and the house apartment complex starts shaking. Okay, cool, don't feel too many earthquakes in our apartment the way it is built. Oh, no, it didn't stop at that. It got worse, much worse, 7.1 earthquake, freaked the EFF out of me, as the worst I may have been in previously was a 6.0. Come to find out or what I heard, two earthquakes happened at the same time, within seconds of it ending, I am on my phone trying to call my mom, who had been at my aunt's, she was calling me at the same time so of course we can't get through, I now hate earthquakes, I can't imagine having been closer to the epicenter, where the roads were cracking, in the pitch black, I think a couple houses were destroyed not a hugely populated area where the epicenter was. When I was around 15 I used to frequent a friend's house, it was big and kinda old it used to belong to his grandparents anyway, after his nana passed away they never went into a room again. They closed it and kept it closed since. This was about 5 years prior I met him. After a while they decided to move out and had to take the furniture of his grandma's room out. I went there to help since I lived just around the corner. 
but when they opened the door they saw that everything on the room has moved, but like very significantly, it wasn't someone that broke in as everything valuable was still there but every piece of furniture had been moved. It still doesn't make any sense. Let me start by saying I don't believe in ghosts or spirits of dead people once they die, it's over. I do believe in the unexplained supernatural, other forms beings that live amongst us. There was this one night, when I was about 14, probably coming up with cool names for my account on MSN Messenger on the computer. From where I was sitting in my room I could see directly across from me, the entrances to the kitchen and living room both perpendicular to each other. At one point, I got this eerie feeling and looked up and I swear to God I saw a girl walk out of the kitchen and go into the dining room. I was the only one in the house. My sister was away at college, and my mom was out for dinner. I followed carefully, but there was no one there. I ran out of that house as fast as I could. In college I lived in a house 100 years old, used to belong to a copper mine boss. The room I lived in was on third top floor, which obviously used to be the servants quarters. I was at my desk one sunny afternoon sitting in silence doing my homework, only one home. And after sitting there for an hour or so I very clearly heard a little girl maybe 4 or 5 years old say hi there, in my right ear. The next week my GF at the time was sitting on my bed tying her shoes and right next to her there appeared an indent on the bed as if somebody was sitting next to her. A few weeks later I was again home alone, go upstairs too my room later come down to the second floor to use the bathroom and wtf a door i never really noticed before was closed right next to the bathroom a door that has never been closed before and certainly wasn't closed on my way up to my room that's all one night about two summers ago i had been doing some late night gaming and while i game i always have the tv complete mute and just have audio through headphones in midst gaming i had heard outside some strange noise like some kind of animal growl brushed it off kept gaming Heard some ruffling outside my window which is right underneath my garden thought it again was some animal brushed it off as a squirrel since we have a nest in a nearby tree. About a minute later I hear the most bizarre noise it sounded like a ducked up cat and heat cry went on for about 30 seconds. Scared me to my core. I immediately try to process some logical explanation for that creepy ass noise. But nothing comes to mind still being a big bitch for. A minute or two I finally get the balls turn on the lights and look outside my window to see nothing. Scary part is two weeks later I seen on a friend's Facebook post of an article by our local news that there had been frequent reports in a nearby neighborhood of someone making strange animal noises outside people's windows most often reported were by female teens. Someone I know who's a farmer. I head off towards the fields one night around 1-2 a.m. I couldn't sleep in the house because of the heat so thought I'd go out for a walk and check on the fields. The temperature was perfect to sleep in outside. So thought I'd do just that under the ever amazing starry night sky. I woke to a rustling sound, beyond the bushes just a few meters off where I was. I thought nothing of it, so I shut my eyes, heard some rustling again. I had a concealed pistol that I always carried when out of the house. I had that on me. Kept it close and scoped out the area carefully. For a brief moment, there was silence under the moonlit sky. Then, I heard footsteps hitting the dirt headed towards me faster and faster and I shouted stop right there mf I have a loaded gun pointed right at your ducking face. While cocking the gun and pointing it towards the direction and then I hear the person animal take off in the opposite direction. And what I saw. I was petrified. It wasn't a person or animal this thing launched in the opposite direction and was jumping from one corner of a field to another corner, furthering into the darkness. Note these weren't small paddy fields these were decent, sized fields equivalent to or just over an acre. Wouldn't really describe it as scary, 
but maybe a little bit creepy. I used to have this random Walmart poster of some mage battling a dragon in a destroyed canyon I thought would look in my room. Just one of those unsigned mass-produced BS things. Anyway, I tape it up clear, gift wrapping tape and go downstairs for dinner, come back up and it's on the floor, tape it up again, using new strips, and when I left the room, it was on the floor again, hum, okay, I thought I'd try electrical tape, put it back up, fell asleep, when I woke up it was on the floor again, duck it, time for duct tape, went to use the bathroom, came back and it was on the floor again, no matter what the hell I did, any kind of tape, any amount of tape, and even nails, as soon as I left the room for any amount of time over 30 seconds, the ducking poster was on the floor, after about 2 weeks of this I get sick of it and trash it, didn't bother me much as a teenager, but when I think back it seriously creeps me out, I don't know what the hell was, going on with that damn thing. I was alone in my dorm. My roommate was away for the week a few states over, I got in the shower and a couple minutes later heard the door open, we have a really heavy door so when it opens and closes, you know it, I turn the shower off for a second to say hey, are you back early, and I just hear some rustling around, figuring she didn't hear me, I finished up and stepped outside the bathroom, her guitar had been moved, her guitar capo was on my bed, the chair had been pulled out from her desk to the center of the room, stuff was just randomly rearranged, I called her to ask why she'd do that and leave, but she was still away, my dorm building used to be a hotel and is considered one of the most haunted places in my city, can confirm is creepy, might be late to the party, but I was 15 years old and my brother was at wrestling practice and my father was going to pick him up. I was laying in my bed with my headset on playing Call of Duty 4 on my X-Bomb Multiply 360. My bed is directly next to my window and we have a one-story house. So if I look out the window I can see the ground directly outside. That's the background and setting. Now, I am playing and my dog is laying at my feet on my bed. He jolts up real fast and I look at him like WTF are you doing dog sit the duck down and give me more snuggles. He proceeds to stand and I hear a loud crack through my headset. I go and tell my friends in a whisper guys I have to go. I take my headset off and jump off my bed. My dog is upright on my bed staring at the window. The window begins to lift and my dog starts going bonkers. I see a head with a mask and a glove on his hand begin to crawl through the window. I screamed so ducking loud I did not even know what to do. I ducking ran like hell into my bathroom took my phone and locked the door. Now, this part is pretty funny as I tried to stay as composed as possible. I call my father first who was picking my brother up. Mike Hilu hey dad how are things? Dad good Mike Hilu, just one our way home what's going on? Mio nothing just wondering when you'll be home is all. Dad probably like 10-15 minutes everything okay. Me well dad you see. I was playing Xbox and some guy just tried to crawl through my window and I am currently sitting in the bathroom with the door locked. Dad silence for 2 seconds call the ducking cops. You'll be home in 2 minutes. I call the cops and they come and check the surroundings of our house. The crook cracked the locks off of my window and slid it up. Thank god my dog was there because I am pretty sure this dude would've just came in had he seen just one younger looking person. Thing is, my dog has a huge bark, little bite. If this guy had actually forced entry my dog probably would rolled on his back looking for a tummy rub. I don't know if it was a dream or not but it has made me terrified of flies to this day. I was about 15 at the time. I had my bedroom in the basement with the door closed and I remember there was a fly in my room being annoying but I just ignored it and went to sleep. I woke up suddenly because the fly had crawled into my ear and was buzzing around and I couldn't get it out. I could feel it going deeper in and it hurting. 
Eventually I stopped hearing it and my ear felt fine. I convinced myself that it was just a dream and after a few hours kind of slept. The next morning the fly was no longer in my room and I didn't find a dead one anywhere. I absolutely refuse to go to sleep if there is a fly buzzing around now. I was studying for finals back in my undergrad days at the University of British Columbia's main library those of you who are familiar with UBC. This was before the renovations. Most students preferred the newer Kerner Library. But I liked the old one because it was quieter and the texts I needed were stored there. I recall going down to the lower level to search for a book. The main library shelves were old-fashioned and tightly arranged to maximize space. The walk space between shelves could barely fit two people standing side by side and in most cases, you pretty much had to walk out if anybody wanted to move past you in the aisle. In any case, I was browsing the stacks when I heard a book fall off a shelf in the aisle directly in front of me. I was certain of being the only person in that part of the library, but nevertheless chalked it up to somebody being careless. It didn't take long before I heard another book fall. Again, from the same location, I ignored it until a third book dropped to the ground, but this time it was almost right next to me. The book in question was big about the size of an encyclopedia. I thought somebody in the other aisle was inadvertently knocking stuff off the shelves by shoving books on the opposite side too far in, so I walked out from behind my aisle to see who was being a pest. Didn't see anybody at all nor heard anyone walk away the Floors were old hardwood and creaked in some places. Right as I was about to get back to my research, another book fell in the aisle I was in. I remember calmly putting it back on the shelf, picking up my stuff and going upstairs. Then I hightailed it out of the main library. I have a ceiling fan in my dining room that makes a loud beeping sound whenever it's turned on. This fan can only be turned on by pressing a button on the wall. This is relevant later. When I was younger, I was super into music. I also wasn't the best at keeping my grades up in school. Because of this, my parents would punish me for bad grades by taking away my music collection. One day, while I was grounded from listening to my music, they left me alone at home. I did a little digging and ended up finding where they had stashed all my CDs. I grabbed my collection of music and brought it downstairs to our big-ass entertainment system with the cool, loud speakers. This was in my living room which was right next door to the dining room. I pop a few of my CDs in and I am just dancing around with the music blasting having a great time. I mean, this solo party is pumped. Then I hear the ringing chime of the dining room ceiling fan starting up. I immediately freeze in fear thinking my parents had come home and could totally hear me listening to my band music. I shut it off as soon as possible and meekly tiptoe into the next room knowing I am going to get it. The fan has started up and is whirling over the table kicking up loose paper on the dining room table. My parents are nowhere to be seen and I notice their car is still missing from the driveway. I am even more scared now. I approach the button that turns the fan on and turn it off. I quickly duck back into the living room, collect my CDs and run them back upstairs all the while keeping an eye out for a possible intruder and put the CDs back where they were originally hidden. Now, this could just be karma getting back at me, or it could be an angel looking out for me because a few minutes later, my parents did return. I stayed in my room for pretty much the rest of the day. DLDR dining room ceiling fan turned on all by itself. I hid. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.